Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this morning with a cup of coffee. I want to chat with you today a little bit about toxic workplaces. And I posted this post on Instagram a little while back about how toxic workplaces are kind of traditionally seen as loud, right? People bullying each other, hair pulling, just direct attitude. And sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes toxic workplaces can kind of creep up in a very quiet manner and they can be unnaturally quiet, especially if it was a workplace where maybe you felt like your voice was being heard and everything. And all of a sudden you kind of felt more disempowered along the way. And as I've mentioned previously, I'm very much of the philosophy of healthcare provider empowerment as well as patient empowerment. And in order to empower others, you have to give them a voice and not only give them a voice, but give their voice an opportunity to be heard and understood and recognized and appreciated. And in a toxic workplace that is super quiet, I really believe that it's rooted out of disempowerment. So there was an article that I shared recently, I think, too, on Instagram from Hospital News, and they were talking about how healthcare has three times more disruptive behaviors and toxicity than any other profession. So I think it was at 30%, whereas most professions are at around 10%. And that spoke volumes to me. And there were a couple of reasons that they proposed for this. The first reason was that just the crazy amount of stress, right, that we deal with on a day-to-day basis can trigger emotional responses at each other, right? The second one, though, that rung true for me as I chat with you about it today, and the reason for my post at the time 
was mainly rooted out of the oppression theory, where if staff feel like they are not involved in decision making, if staff feel that their voice isn't being heard, that they can't make decisions and govern their practice, then what happens when that sense of autonomy isn't there is that they then start to lash out at each other. Okay. And the reason for quiet in that post is because sometimes it's not, like I said, verbal. It's not loud. Sometimes it can just be behavioral. It could be eye rolling. It could be passive aggressiveness and just avoiding people. That type of energy doesn't lie, right? That type of energy is quite easily sensed, that nonverbal energy, just as much, I would say, as the verbal energy. And so what do we do about this? I mean, this is a tough position to be in because you want to speak up perhaps, but maybe you can't because you feel like it's not your place. You fear maybe risking your job, your employment. And oftentimes I would say that it can improve, but it takes steps to do that. And I think the biggest thing that I would say when it comes to this type of theory is that both sides need to be responsible for improvement, right? If one person just wants things to improve and the other person doesn't, then that immediately is going to result in further conflict and probably nothing improving at all. So I think it's really important to understand first, is this feedback or behavior intended to be more guidance-based, right? How can we approach each other so that we're providing more guidance rather than just telling someone what to do or telling someone how it is? How can we do that in such a way that we're more supportive of one another in our roles rather than resisting one another, essentially? Second, do I feel like I can be transparent in my role? And am I receiving transparency? I think that transparency is such a huge part of empowering others and, in essence, can help resolve the conflict at hand. Because if you simply just state where you're at, how you're seeing things, it's not meant to be a personal attack, right? It's not meant to be that way, but it's more just meant to share your perspective and to be transparent on what it is that you see, how it is that things are making you feel, and then can we come together to resolve the matter. So it does require transparency from both sides. So that means not only giving criticism and feedback, but it also means receiving it. Third, in this article too, they proposed that education needs to happen on the front lines among staff for conflict resolution. Let's be honest, this is something I talked about in my book in Communication as Care, is conflict is inevitable. It's going to happen, okay? And it happens in every job, every career. We have to embrace conflict. I don't know if it's necessarily productive to avoid conflict. I really believe in preventing it if you can, because you know it's coming. But to avoid conflict that's already there isn't really proactive, right? It's just basically ignoring the problem and the elephant in the room. So conflict resolution is just the active engagement of dealing with the conflict at hand. And again, it involves both sides. So frontline communication is important or organizational communication. Education is super important at helping to resolve conflict. And finally, and this is something I've spoken about before, is identifying the values, the current values of the workplace. Maybe the toxicity that's there is a sign that people are out of alignment, that their values are out of alignment. And so if you can bring staff together, if you can bring the organization together to update and 
get everyone's take on what they value about their practice, then maybe you'll find that people have mutual values or you're starting to create new ones, right? That can then move everything forward and hopefully minimize any toxic workplace behaviors and interactions. So those are my suggestions. Let me know what you think. I'm glad this post resonated with people. This might be something I chat more about. It was rooted in my own experiences in a toxic workplace. And quite honestly, sometimes you don't know you're in a toxic workplace until it kind of hits you like a ton of bricks because it's just perpetuating over and over and over. And for me at the time, that's kind of how it was. And then that was when I made the decision to just leave. And that was kind of my only choice at that point because I felt like I had done everything I could possibly do on my end, right? So that's where the reciprocation and the mutual part about it is so important because eventually the person who just has had enough is probably going to leave. And then it becomes another conversation. So if you like this podcast, please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. My handle is at best obsessed with Jen. I would really appreciate that. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, you simply scroll down on iTunes podcasts, write a review and just give your honest feedback. That would mean the world to me. And until we chat next time, remember to stay well and to stay happy. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.